This is In Search of Tracks podcast. We're from New Jersey. We like listening to records and exploring the caves of the unknown. I'm Pete. I'm Bob. Hi, Bob. <laughs> I do I do love the caves of the unknown. Yeah. I do. I do. Pete, how you doing today? I'm okay, Bob. I'm a little you, tired. Yeah? You know, it's long been a day? long day. Yeah. Just normal work stuff, but um, uh, as you know, I'm at a point in my life where I... Uh, I've made certain decisions about my career. I'm going to be doing something different in a little while. So I'm, uh, you know, I see the, 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 the there's a silver lining and I, I feel good sure. about it. Well, yeah, life choices are not always easy, but they are always interesting, right? Yeah. Can we say absolutely. that? Absolutely. And let's try to keep things interesting. Let's, let's keep it all interesting. Everything is interesting. Uh, are you ready to talk about, um, a Canadian heavy man, metal band from Jean-Pierre, Quebec. I guess we could do that. Yeah. I mean, what I else are we should. doing here? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. I I, I listened to this music and showed up here uh, ready, <laughs> willing, pretty able, like pretty able. Um, yeah. And uh, I would like to talk some Voivod today. Um, but But what Voivod record are we talking about? So we're talking about The Outer Limits, um, which is their seventh album. It came out in 1993. Mm-hmm. Um, it features their longest song that they ever wrote, which is called Jack Luminous. Do you want my how dare you already? Like, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, it was the final album to feature Dennis Belanger um, until he returned to the band in 2002. That's what I know about this record, Bob. Well, um, if you or anyone you know to go full Robert Stack um, Unsolved Mysteries know anything more about the band Voivod, uh, follow <laughs> us on Instagram and Twitter. Both. Don't just do one. Do both. Do both. At TracksPod. And maybe just as important, but we like to say it here, email us, uh, trackspod at gmail.com. Super easy. Send us emails, long, short. We like them all. And if you're feeling froggy, hit us with those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and all that fun stuff. It really does help. Um, so if you've enjoyed your time with us here at uh, In Search of Tracks, or perhaps you're even a day one who remembers us from the It Came From New Jersey times, give us a five-star. We appreciate that. Yeah, um, please. Thank you. Pete, let's talk some Voivod. Um what was your familiarity with Voivod in general? Not that familiar. Not okay. going to lie. Um, really? I okay. had heard um, a few of their records. I heard Killing Technology. Yep. Um, I, I probably heard the first couple. Um, sure, War sure, and, sure. War and Pain, Roar, War and Pain. Dimension Hotros. But, but I never went all that deep with them, really. Um, mm-hmm. my, the, the, the first record that my friend Derek gave to me actually when I was a teenager um, was angel rat. Um, So Mm -hmm. I actually heard them first, I think in an era where like, I think that, and I don't really know among like, if there's any Voivod super fans out there, please let me know. But my understanding is this kind of middle era of like angel rat, the outer limits kind Mm -hmm. of, Certain people love it. Certain people really dislike it. It's kind of like the jury's out. Um, so 
Angel Rat was my first record, and I feel like that's kind of a weird one to hear first because the one that I hear people most talk about is Killing Technology. <sighs> so sure. yeah, um, but I liked it at the time. It like I mean, we talked about on last week's episode with the Mars Volta. Like I was kind of steeped in prog rock as a kid, so this band has like proggy elements. It's just kind of a little weirder than I think. Like if you said heavy metal Voivod, I think would not be the band that would come to most people's minds. Um, and there are just a lot of elements like proggier elements that Voivod have, particularly within like the angel rat outer limits era that kind of jived with me. So, um, we'll get more into that, but, but yeah, I mean, so that's a very long way of saying like I'm very surface level on like the early half of their catalog, I guess. Yeah. And, and I'm no different. I, um, I think I thought I knew what Voivod sounded like, uh, as a teen and early 20 something person until <clears throat> I was working at a small record label in California. And one of the guys who worked there, shout out to Alex and I'm, Pretty sure shout out to Greg as well, uh, who worked in the warehouse. Both played Voivod a pretty decent amount. And it caught me a few times being like, who's this? And uh, and it was the album Killing Technology. It was Voivod. And I was like, oh, this doesn't totally sound like what I, what I thought it sounded like. Um, so I know Killing Technology pretty well. I really like it. Um, I think it's somewhat low rated in the like heavy metal slash there's some thrash metal elements there's like a ton of there's like if you like motorhead this is a natural fit if you like sort of that like crossover punk metal hardcore thing you should 100 percent check this record out so um yeah i i kind of love killing technology and from there i went backwards and you know found war and pain and uh, and roar, but wasn't as in on those. Like I thought there was elements of those that I, I enjoyed, but, but wasn't all about it. And then I kind of phase out. Um, I didn't really like, I've heard the record Negatron, mm-hmm. but never in a like memorable way in a like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe not do not proceed. Um, but in preparation for today's conversation about the outer limits, uh, I listened to Nothing Face a little bit, and I really sat with Angel Rat, which um, I quite enjoyed. So, uh, so yeah, surface level, but a band who, to me, Killing Technology is the record. Um, but that really shows my background, which is cool. Um, and I think this is actually a great record for us to talk about, mostly because Voivod's a cool band to talk about, but... How do we come to this as the record we're going to talk about today? Why, why discuss The Outer Limits? So we came to this record much like many of the other records that we talk about through um, an Instagram poll. So as Bob mentioned, um, you should be following us on, on Instagram because really the idea here is for us to um, talk about what you all want to be hearing about. And uh, yeah, we put this out. I think there were a few other competitors Um, and this is the one that won out. So here we are. Shout out. Um, 
Voivod as a band is a band I think we should talk about a little more. Pretty relevant. Um, they're considered one of the Canadian big four metal bands, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting, um, along with Sacrifice, Razor, and Annihilator. Uh, but I think Voivod's probably the most long-living. Which um, is interesting, too, because all of those bands, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with all of them, and they are very different from Voivod. Voivod like, stands out very, very yes pretty significantly yeah so it, well and i mean for a reason as we kind of talked a little bit about um well, a little bit a good amount with mars volta voivod has a prog element you know yeah. and i think that's probably what separated them from the competition um and and they kind of were able to progress their sound and their energy in a way that um that some of those other bands just didn't just straight up. They, they were a little bit more static. So, um, so there we go. Um, we should get into this record because I think this is a little different than the early material by a significant amount. Um, I have some questions for you. Okay. I have some questions as well. Okay. Well, you know what? I usually start with questions. So why don't you hit me first? All right. So, um, Looking just at this record, okay, the outer isolating. limits. Yeah. Yes. Is Voivod a metal band? No. If you just this record, no. Yeah. This is. I agree. I kept <sighs> thinking about this as like I'm listening to a metal band, and it just none of that tracks. It's no. it, it feels like uh, very far away from any metal. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think. <clears throat> You know, it's it's uh, it's not far from what my question was going to be. Uh, you led into mine perfectly, so I will ask it. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I mentioned uh, I'm a fan of Killing Technology. And I was like, okay, I never really ventured past that. I went backwards with the assumption that if I moved forward, I would have been uh, maybe mixed results. And I was half right, half wrong. I with the outer limits uh mixed result but i really like um angel rat i actually really like it and i'm listening to it and you can hear a real sonic difference than killing technology and i I touched a little bit into nothing face and thought it was more in the direction of angel rat but where they got to with angel rat um still very decided metal leads still some real like kind of thrash drumming here and there but mm-hmm. it's really progressing and you're hearing a lot more melody a lot of different elements coming into it and like a lot more variety in the songs and i was like oh shit like like to me i think we got to do angel rat at some point because i think that's yeah. a cool record like i almost want to do a twofer where we do killing technology and then angel rat sure they're not back to back i think there's two records between there but it would be fun to show that comparison and change um, which again will lead into this whole prog conversation we we're teasing out now. Um, no, that's that's. I mean, I I like Angel Rat a lot too. I th- I think it's interesting though that you you prefer Angel Rat over Nothing Face because I think typically Nothing Face. I think if you if you kind of lean towards the late eighties, early nineties, like if yeah. you if you're like if 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 you favor that kind of era of Voivod, Nothing Face. I think most people consider it to be like the classic. Whereas if yes. you lean towards the, you know, mid eighties killing technology is the one. So, yeah, I mean, 
I think they're all cool in different ways. Again, I'm kind of surface level on all of them, so I can't speak to it. But yeah, same. So, but but anyways, um, there's a decided change to me, even between Angel from Angel Rat to The Outer Limits. Yeah, which is so interesting, and and just so people know, Voivod is was nothing if they weren't workman like in their output. Killing Technology comes out in '87. Dimension Hotross comes out in '88. Nothing Face comes out in 89, Angel Rat comes out in 91, and Outer Limits comes out in 93, yeah. to which they then put out Negatron in 95. So it goes one year, one year, one year, two years, two years, two years. You know what I mean? They are yeah. like proficient and just like crank them out. Um, there's this change where I think from Angel Rat, which is 1991 to Outer Limits, they go from being a metal band to, all right, Pete, we're now in choose your own adventure mode. (laughs) Bob decides to be generous and says, that's path A. Or Bob decides to be a dick and says, and that's path B. You choose. Uh, Be a dick. They choose to be butt rock. Okay. With I mean, some sleaze metal leanings clearly under 100%. the alternative rock category. If I was being nice, Path A was me saying they choose to be an alternative rock band with some metal leanings and some yeah. big room uh, attempts, overtures. But there's just there's straight up butt rock in, on parts on this record, and it loses some of that charm that I think they held until this record. Agreed. Let's get into it. It's, Let's get in. So it's confusing to me. I think it's a very confusing turn. I bet there's some stories here. Uh, it is the last record with the original vocalist. Um, and it's weird. It's really odd because it's like, what are the reasons? I'm sure there's a cool story here. Um, yeah, there are definitely some confusing turns. It's 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 a little bit inconsistent. Let's just say that. Yeah, so like, give give me some of your larger feelings on this record as a whole. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I I'm I went in looking for the kind of angel rat kind of weirdness yes. because um, I like I like Prague. I like when bands kind of do the unexpected and try new things, and this to me felt like they were more or less done experimenting. Although I would say that, um, Jack luminous, the 17 and a half minute song on this record is a bit experimental for sure. Um, aside from that though, it's like they're taking elements from pink Floyd and putting them in there. Um, but it's, it's, it's all within these really kind of stayed structures. Yes. That make it, (laughs) not as interesting and not as just not as fun to listen to. I mean, you know, the, the goal of this podcast is to find the tracks. There's definitely tracks on this. Um, and even some of the non tracks have parts that I think are really cool. Um, but it definitely feels like it suffers a little bit from like them trying to, I don't know, like, like involve themselves with a lot of the alt rock that was happening at the time. Um, right. And like that, that's almost damning, damning because it's like, 
hey, this is this band who's established. And when you hear this, almost the first thing you think is, oh, 1993. Yeah. Oh, you know, and that feels like dick dickhead behavior. But at the same time, boy, this is really moving in a way that <clears throat> is unlike a lot of their other records. And it's just like it. Angel Rat, it's weird. And if you listen to the difference between killing technology to Angel Rat, it's tangible. There's there's a di- they, they are doing different stuff. But the difference from Angel Rat to the Outer Limits doesn't feel like it was done in the interest of of progressing mm-hmm. or evolving even, but it feels like trying to get in where you can fit in and it doesn't yep. feel great. I mean, even the artwork says that to me. Oh yeah. The artwork. Ugh. Um, so last week we discussed Mars Volta, um, deloused, uh, what's the title? Deloused. Deloused comatorium. in the comatorium. Comatorium. Yeah. I like that title. Almart. Very odd. We talked about, uh, the the dude Thor R.I.P. <clears throat> it's off putting and weird. This this just feels low energy and low effort. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I would say that not all of Voivod's artwork is hit like hitting, but I think all of it is weird and just you know Angel Rat's just straight up odd. Before that, though, I think Nothing Face has awesome. Almart Dimension Hatros looks awesome and Killing Technology looks awesome. And it's like a three album arc with very similar album like components and Roar too and uh, uh, War and Pain hints yeah, at I where they, they were they evolving. You know, they're all cool. I Even Angel Rat, I actually love like and it's it's so indecipherable and fucking weird <laughs> to me. I I really like it. Yeah, so so <clears throat> but when you get to the 1993 record, it feels like a bland attempt to fit in uh, a scene that you're not a part of. True. It sounds really harsh to say it like that, but that's where I'm at. Um, I'm with you. The, the thing that I also think is worth noting is despite the weird turns on nothing face and then angel rat, certainly on angel rat, there's a few elements on this that I didn't anticipate going in that I'll point at them specifically when we get into the track by track, there's some sleaze rock and like (laughs) glam metal and some real like boy, howdy, it would have been cool to open for Motley Crue on that tour in 88 energy. I'm so glad you caught that too. Yeah. I felt that a lot. And I'm like, yo, this feels regressive in a the sonic energy and like creativity of this band. Um, Which is so wild because, again, we're talking about 93. They're trying to yeah. fit into this whole new kind of grunge thing that's like up and coming at the time. And yet they're kind of hearkening back to this stuff that was like dead in the water at the time. Dead in the water, and you can feel it in yeah. some of the guitar progressions and some of the just riffing. And, like, you know what wasn't big in 1993? Licks. <laughs> riffs, you could get riffs. Licks, that hot lick. <laughs> nah, man. Those are those are out like yesterday's diaper. It was not not great. Um, 
I also want to say <clears throat> the and, and like you, this is my like uh, a refrain I come back to. The production on this record is odd to me. Vocals mm-hmm. are their own thing. I, I think the vocals uh, are not nearly as interesting or like um, engaging as they are on other records. But it's he's it's almost like he's going for something a little different here. So okay, um, but some of the bass and guitar tone stuff reminds me of like early '90s epitaph punk tones, where the guitar is pretty sharp and and pointed and tinny and the bass is very smooth and glides along mm-hmm. but all with this ch- sort of almost feels laminated you know it feels very glossed yeah and that doesn't help this band sound and it doesn't help the attempt to fit in with the alt sound overall agreed Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I mean, I, I think that like they're even to your point, I mean, the production choices, it's like sometimes rarely it works on this record, but they're, they're pulling from so many different places, but also kind of experimenting and in, in these different ways that, I mean, experiments are what they are. Sometimes they work and they don't, sometimes they don't, but here, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not convinced that they had a clear vision of what this record was going to be. And I think that kind of shows itself in the record, but yeah, we'll talk through wow. it. All right. Let's, let's talk through this. Um, that's really, I, I man, I, as you can tell, I had some issues with this record. <laughs> um, any other big ideas before we get into track, the track by track? Cause there's a, there's a lot to pull apart and I think we might as well jump in. I mean, I think that I guess the only thing I'll say is knowing their catalog. Again, I don't know their catalog all that well, but I do know that they have in recent years and by recent years, I mean, probably the last 15 years um, gotten back to a point where I know that super fans consider some of their most recent records is like they are like truly back to form. They're like some of sure. the best records they've written in a long time. Da 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 So like all of that being said, I think that this is probably if you're like a Voivod super fan, like a really interesting, if nothing else record. Um, yeah. Because it, it kind of signifies a time and a place and you know, they were, they were trying different things that they may, may, may have never tried before this and probably never tried after this. So it's kind yeah. of a it's a cool timepiece in that way potentially, but yeah, yeah, I, I think it's interesting when you even even visually you see the visual cues and how different it is on their modern records. The modern records are really calling back to the classic, the 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 kind of scratchy punk thrash metal prog metal vibe, yeah, uh, and really kind of the antithesis of the outer limits album art. Like it's, you can just feel it. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is the yeah thrash metal. This is not gonna, this is not like, I'm looking at the album, the wake, the most recent record that came out in 2018. And like, this is just a different energy than what they were putting together with the outer limits. Did you have any other questions? I know you hit me with that one, which was a solid opener. Um, no, let's, let's, All let's, right. uh, let's jump into the track. track, by track. My track. Uh, opener fix my heart please don't spell me wrong what is going on 
super strong opener. Um, it just if you're if you're coming from Angel Rat, it might be a little shocking. Um, yeah. It just feels like a more mainstream version of classic Voivod. I feel like, mm, okay. um, but like, but like, but the, there's, there's no edge. Like Voivod always oh, had an no. edge and this has yeah. like no edge. Um, it's, it's, it's like in quotes, like big rock, I guess. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's kind of up tempo. There's not really like any proggy elements. Like it's cool. I actually like this song, um, yeah. but it's just, if you're, if you're coming from a place where you're familiar with this band, you're going to kind of be like, what, like what, what are they doing here? You know? Yeah. But, I, oh my gosh. I would love to pick the brain of a, a, a contemporary Voivod a fan who was there and was like, Oh, new Voivod albums out. Let me check this. And it was like, what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I feel very much the same. I said, good song, but uh, it sets the tone. This is alternative. Um, yeah, they have moved away from metal and that like this song really feels to me, you, you look at the album art and then you put this song on, you hear the kind of structure to it. You feel that there's no edge (laughs) and, um, it sets the tone for the record good (laughs) or bad. Um, this is a keeper for me. Yeah. Keeper for me too, actually. Okay. Moonbeam Moonbeam Rider. Let me just read my notes on this one. <laughs> Big rock nonsense. Lame <laughs> elements of alternative and butt rock. Cut it. Dude. Straight to it. That bouncy bridge, it's like, <sighs> like, like it just sounds like like and I actually, dude, I love Motley Crew. But no, like, yo, there, but there's, I, I, I love Motley Crew because they're Motley Crew. When Voivod are trying to do shit that like could fit into a Motley Crue song. Like I, I'm not that interested, you know? No, I mean, to be very honest, like let's be super fair to Motley Crue. Cause I've kind of dissed them a couple times. I think inarguably the first three records are good and you could make, I, I will listen to arguments for the next two having good elements. Um, and that the worst part of, about them is that they inspired a lot of lame assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but they've got a memorable sound that just uh, was co-opted by some of the lamest, lamest musicians in all of time. Um, but they have tracks. They got tracks. They got tracks. Well, let's, let's do a Motley Crue record at some point, <laughs> but it's on the list. Um, um, yeah, but Moonbeam I mean, this, this this song just just to put a cap on it. I mean, like I I do feel like they hint at like some of the kind of sci fi like proggy kind of like Pink Floyd and Rush a little gear, bit a little in, bit in, in, in in this way that they they definitely don't in the opener. So like at least there's a little bit of like that weirdness that you get in Nothing Face and Angel Rat. Yep, um, a little bit. Yep, but but it's also kind of it's 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 countered by this like butt rock vibe where you're like what the fuck guys like so so even the parts that i like are just kind of pushed aside because of the the structure of the whole thing yeah so you're cutting it yeah this is a cut the punk noir
sleeping sin Death is blowing in the wind I'm whistling an old melody To keep the beast away from me Um, so this is definitely the gloomiest kind of track on the record, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. The, the first three tracks on this record, I think it's interesting how they line those up um, because mm-hmm. they all have very different feels. And ultimately towards the end, I feel like this record starts feeling a bit samey, mm. but this record kind of stands or this song kind of stands apart in this way. Like, it kind of the intro part kind of reminds me of like Black Album era Metallica in a way. Um, Yo, it's uh, like sci-fi. Like I in quotes, I had sci-fi prog metal. Like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I wish it was more sci-fi prog metal. That's what I want. Um, yeah, like it's the, it, it, uh, the album art is reflective of how not how it's aiming at something. If somebody's like, "Hey Bob, I'm going to tell you the best possible version of these words is going to come true." sci-fi prog metal i'd be like yo all in sounds fucking great uh this ain't it this song to me pete these songs are all over like major label records Uh, it's like a tempo changer but it's not it's almost could be called a filler my big note was who likes these songs on records (laughs) it's like an attempt to change the tempo which by the way is decidedly not fast it's not like the first two songs are pretty steady steady beat and then it drops it down a notch and it's like yeah it's like it's like going from uh being a vehicle being in drive but no one's pressing the accelerator yeah to to flipping that thing into neutral and going (laughs) oh okay i mean fine but like we're still not getting anywhere fast um five minutes 43 seconds uh uh, tempo changer, but no one is in pass. Cut it five minutes, 43 sa- seconds saved for your life. <laughs> I don't feel that strongly. I actually, I actually think that some of the tempo changes in this song work pretty well. Um, uh, Are you keeping it? God, <laughs> I feel like last week you did like a half cut. I kind of want to like, you, half you want half cut? One. All right. Half. That's fine. I'm with yeah. it. All right. Um, the Nile song. Okay. So for me, uh, I ha- we haven't talked about vocals much here. There's a decided change on the vocals from uh, uh, Ratface. Um, I think uh, Angel Rat, sorry, Ratface from Ratface. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling, like, like being a bad guy, saying all this <laughs> ne- negative shit as I feel like a Ratface. Um I actually like some of the vocal sections here. Um, they're thicker, kind of throatier than they are in other places on this record. Mm-hmm. And and it's when it works, it works pretty good. But it's a change from the prior records. Like it feels very much um, an attempt to do a different vocal styling that would appeal to 
what was going on then. You know, less metal, more gruff, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, the chorus totally loses me here. Uh, I do think this song feels ahead of its time, but not in a good way. To me, this song feels a lot like some of the late 90s when the alternative and metal and even new metal all got thrown in a blender mm. and we ended up with shit like like, ugh, like the late era, late 90s Metallica and like, like just not great, just just not particularly interesting aggressive music that has no teeth like like you're you're picturing some evil wolf craw- crawling up to you it opens its mouth and it literally has no teeth and then you look down it has no claws and all of a sudden you're like what are you going to do you're going to paw me to death kid come on like that's that's how this song feels despite the fact that i think there's some elements that are okay Interesting. All right. So like, so two things. The first thing is the vocals. Um, I'm, I'm like undecided on the vocals entirely. Um, sometimes they kind of rub me the wrong way and other times I'm, I'm fine with them, but at no point am I like impressed by them. I don't think that they make this record in any way. Um, they're no, like, it's, really, it's they're, very, they're, very they're really secondary to like the music itself. Very lukewarm. Like just yeah. like, okay. Um, but that being said, Bob, did you know that this is a Pink Floyd cover? Uh, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that like, and, but that, but that's the thing. Like, I think that the Pink Floyd version of this song is like this really like wild psychedelic tune. That's and like this is great. one of their old. Yeah, this is early. It's era old, old. Yeah, yep, it's yep. like it's like when they were doing soundtracks for the most part. Yep. Um, this turns it into like this like again just like kind of no edge just like alty kind of yeah this this is fucking dentures music man it's bad yeah yeah so yeah it's uh it's it's unfortunate um i think that being said i did say in my notes um like it sounds indecipherable from all the other songs on the record in a way which (laughs) It's, yeah. it's which is which is kind of a bad sign because if you can take like a really good song, what I think is a good song, and turn it into, I don't know, just this kind of like uninteresting kind of sloggy mess. Yeah, that's bad. It's bad. And we've talked a little bit about covers on albums. Yeah, and we could do it even more because it, it can be this really unique and interesting thing you can do and add um, that can bring attention and show some of the personality of the band as well as interest and you know, Hey, this is our take. It's going to be a little bit of a twist. You run the risk of flopping. And this feels like floppy Joe to me. This is this flop the hell. Yeah. So, um, uh, it's a easy cut for me. Yeah. Cut. Okay. Lost machine. Um, I think this is actually one of the better songs on the record. Okay. Um, it's, 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 it's kind of catchy. Um, it's, it's, it's much heavier, I think, than any song on the record. Yeah. Up until I, this point. I think, I think there's elements for sure. I think I, like I, I put here that I really like that kind of the, you almost get guitar crunch at the beginning of the song. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the, the first piece and then it gets a little weird. There's like, there's, 
kind of this proggy part in the middle that actually yep. does remind me of King Crimson in a way um, that I like. Uh, overall, I like it. Good song. This is this is maybe the m- most successful attempt at kind of <sighs> working in some of those prog elements and then metal guitar work into an alt song f- structure. Yeah. Um, it's not my favorite song on the record. I don't think it's their best song, but it's pretty. It's pretty good, and it might be the best representation of what they what I think they were going for on this record and failed largely, but I'm going to keep it. Yeah. I think that's a really good point though, because I, I think that like, like we'll never know, I guess, truly what they were going for here. Sure. 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 Um, like I, I think we sound really cynical about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> but but who, I mean, obviously, but like, but who knows, who knows like what the true intentions were, right. And like, let's, let's presume the best, I guess. Absolutely. But, but like, like, so say they're just trying to, you know, go outside of what they've done before and just do like a truly experimental record. Um, like I, I always hate leaning on the idea of like, like, dude, but they like they can play so well. Like, there's so much talent. Like, because talent to me is like not indicative of the ability to write a good song. No, you know, um, no. See the band Rush for an example of this, but like, Ooh, wow. it's it's <laughs> it's just like uh, the the ability is there, and like I do feel like the musicianship on this record surpasses what they had done on previous records in a lot of different on a lot of, on a lot of different songs. Yeah. But the tracks just like, they aren't there in that way, but, but no. I like this song. No, I, I, I mean, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next song. <laughs> <laughs> Time warp. Um, well, here we get some of the glam metal kind of sleaze metal vibes. Kind of guitar stuff. Um, here I'm starting to phase out because the tempo and pace is really samey. Yeah. Uh, I'm out. Uh, cut the song. This is like a hard cut for me. Like yeah. I actually, this is I, maybe the worst song on the record. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I th- like this is the one that like I have, there's like no love. I can't even find, there's no redeeming. Yeah. There's I don't, nothing, yeah. There's nothing, nothing redeeming here. here. Yeah. All right. All right. Jack Luminous. Here we go. Seventeen and a half minutes song. <laughs> the nerve. Okay, um, it's ballsy. 
some elements that are cl- cool. There's also a lot of glam metal, hair metal shit in here too. Yeah. Uh, some of it is totally lost in the production. I will leave room in this world for there to be a good to very good 17 minute song. This, this is not, this is not that this is not a good song. 17 minutes and 26 seconds. And I feel nothing. (laughs) What do you got? Guess what? I'm going to keep it. Ah! Oh, oh, no. oh my god what are you doing i'm gonna keep it do you know I, I, do you know I, I, for just an five more minutes you could watch an entire 22 minute uh sitcom <laughs> like you could watch an episode of seinfeld for just a little bit extra on top of the song yeah no, I'll, take, I I'll take seven eighths of a seinfeld episode over this every single time I'm, like, I'm taking seven eighths of a like the worst episode of Wings over this song. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm with it. I think it's cool. I, I, you I, have to ex- expand and tell me why. It's it's fucking ballsy. Is is what it is. I just I I think it's just like yo. Like it, say, it is ballsy, but it's like. What, so it's, here's the thing. This is where I become not as cynical as I was. Okay. Okay. Like like. If you're truly trying to like quote unquote make it in 1993, you like very obviously don't do this. Like it's 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 very obviously something that you just don't fucking do. So the fact that they did it like proves to me that they were still kind of edgy in their own way. Um and and calling back to like Pink Floyd soundtrack albums over right. like over like like trying to be like some commercially viable band which I think is cool. So like in spirit, I'm with it, but also um, I just feel like for a 17 and a half minute song. Yeah. There's like some butt rock parts and like (laughs) some parts aren't as great, but like I'm ultimately kind of engaged throughout the whole thing. Like I I, I actually think it's, I think you're going to have to listen to the song on repeat when you die. I I don't know. I think it's pretty impressive, dude. Okay. Uh, I will give you that it does feel ballsy to write a 17 minute and 26 second song. That said, if they're, they can also, one could argue that if they were writing songs like Fix My Heart, the Nile song, and the Lost Machine, they were thinking, well, we can, we can live on the, 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 the pop viability of those songs <laughs> in this alt market, and we can get away with Jack Luminous uh, to try to sell to our, our fans that, hey, see, we're still, we're still wild and crazy guys. Um, <laughs> yo, what's the name of this podcast, Pete? In Search of Tracks. Is this a track? <laughs> you can't say it is. It ain't. It ain't, but I, I'm going to let you live on All keeping right. it. But check this out. It's not going on the playlist. No chance. No <laughs> chance. If this goes on the playlist, we're going to, the next record we're listening to is Nickelback. <laughs> and the record after that is Nickelback. And we're just going to listen to every Nickelback record because they have more tracks than this, this song. Wow. Um, Damn. Yo, here's harsh. the thing. Bob, the song harsh tonight. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> The thing about this is you're right. It is ballsy to write a 17 and a half minute song. 
but it's like some like yo you see a crowd gathering at the cafeteria follow me public school education right this crowd gathering around a table and it's it's something's going on people are standing hooting and hollering you think something crazy is happening and you're like what's going on over there and they're like oh you didn't hear it's John. John's John's at the lunch. It's crazy. You got to go see it. You got to go see it for yourself. And you're like, okay. You make your way over. You're like swimming through this crowd of people, and people are like, John, John, John. Oh, people are going crazy. Everything's nuts. You're like, did he just like beat up the school bully? Did he, you know, like what's going on here? Is he like shredding a guitar solo in the middle of the school cafeteria? What's going on? And he's hit, sitting there and he's finishing the world's largest. Um, glass of of milk, <laughs> and that's how how ballsy the song Jack Luminous is. It's like oh, <laughs> seventeen and a half minutes of of room temperature uh, whole milk. Mm. All right, that's how I feel about it. Fair enough. All right, you know. Um, so Bob, you're keeping it. I, so you can, I think we're gonna you just have to agree to disagree. 40, I know you just want to have a forty plus minute record. That's all I can uh, say. Hey, like, give me one Jack Luminous on one side and <laughs> Jack Luminous Part Two on the other. I'm <laughs> I'm chilling. Oh man, yo, Jack Luminous couldn't fit on one side. Oh no, it could fit on a side of vinyl. Okay. Oh, dude, this this is a single LP. Wow, they, they fit, that's they fit right. 52 they minutes of music it. on a single LP. Okay. I mean, yeah, that you it's it's possible. It's stretching it just a little bit, but you could do it, okay? Yeah, it's kind of sound, like sound garbage, quality. Yeah, hey, sound yeah. quality is depreciating. That's audio files over here. Um next song. And Pete, <laughs> since you, you 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 rightly accused me of being a hater tonight, um <laughs> uh the sun will come out tomorrow. He, we've entered the area of the record that I enjoy. Wow. Uh, Wrong Way Street. The production here is really throwing me off. I think the song's just fine in the most like, this is fine way. Uh, but I, on vocal performance, this maybe is the best version of this style of the vocals that he's got, that he's doing here. Um, it's nothing special, as we noted earlier, but I think this is where he has it the most dialed in. I'm this is very it. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not in love with this song, but I'm keeping it. This is not the track from the record either. Just yeah. like Jack Luminous is not the track. Well, now I think like, I don't even know what the track is. To be quite I, honest, we, we, we got to do that this episode. We'll, we'll yeah. discuss. We'll break it down. But uh, so I, I think we just hit on like a fundamental kind of difference between you and I, which is, dude. After Jack Luminous, I'm like. What else do you got? You're spent and like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of spent and like this song, like, so. Oh, so you're, kind, you're, you're, you're putting out there that maybe I'm coming off Jack Luminous and I was like, oh, and Wrong Way Street. So okay, this average, below average song exactly. is just fine. Maybe I think I appreciate the efficiency that this three minute and fifty second song delivers. Sure, it is quid pro quo standard form song nothing really that interesting about it i don't even know because i isolated and i shifted it out a couple times okay but it just is fine like it's not it's not spectacular but i guess i did feel bad and didn't want to cut the whole record so (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's probably the truth but so yeah i mean this this song's it's fine um i don't 
feel strongly about it either which way yeah. i think i'm gonna cut it because it just i feel like it pales in comparison to a lot of the other songs in the on the record which some of which i actually i do like so yeah i, I think this song has a catchy chorus and that's like really all that it has i think that might have been what pulled me in is i think the vocal performance of that chorus really got me yeah uh and the final song we are not alone um so this, I feel like more than other songs on the record, flirts with that like thrasher feel from past records. It feels like ding, kind ding, of a Motorhead ding. song, ding ding um, ding, which is cool. So obviously that's your lane. Yeah. For me, it's it's just like yo, I'd rather hear Jack Luminous than this song because you really I'd rather, would. I would because I'd rather hear them push the limits of what they're capable of and like try new shit than do like some like 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 edgeless version of what they've done in the past. Well, I will, I will push back on that a little bit and say, I think Jack Luminous doesn't dare in the ways that you're kind of putting out there. I just think it's a long version of what they're doing on the rest of the record. I don't think this is, I don't think Jack Luminous re I think it's got a lot of the elements that we've identified that kind of suck on this record. <laughs> um, it's cool that, you know what because you're right there are some more prog elements just in structural components of Jack Luminous like they have yeah. to s- structure it out so that is fun that is a fun listening experience just for that but when I started isolating and breaking it out I'm like Ugh. like a couple of the transitions are fun the song We Are Not Alone um, uh, that obviously feels more in line with their older material but <clears throat> About midway through the song, it kind of spaces out. Yeah. And I feel like that finally hits some of the elements I thought they would be going for on this record, which is like, hey, we're moving into a new space and we're you know, going to have some of the prog metal. Yes, there's going to be some faster parts because we've done that through a significant portion of their catalog, including the just prior record. Um, but we're going to add in some alt elements and you're definitely feeling the production on this song too. And, and that's how it yeah, feels really 100%. different. Um, I like it. I, and that might've been my expectations on it. I think I wouldn't use this song as a song to represent this record per se, but it's my favorite record. I think it's the best song on the record. Fair enough. And I, I actually think the drums on this, when it speeds up, part of this is that it's the last song. I wouldn't say it's a particularly good closer, but it feels so fresh compared to the rest of the record because you, there is nary a gallop on this whole record to the last song. And it's like, Oh, okay. We're like, we're like moving here, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so that texture change feels good at the end of this record. I feel you. It's okay. refreshing. It yeah. is. Yeah. Are, are you cutting it? No, I'm keeping it. it. You're keeping I'm it. I'm keeping okay. it. I'm okay. keeping it. I just, I, I think to your point, it's not a great closer. And like, I, I, one of the things I very much value in an album is like a good closer track. I don't yeah. like what it sounds like. It could have been any song on the record. Um, and this to me sounds like it could have gone anywhere on the record. It's not like it's not, it doesn't feel like a closer track. So totally agree. Um, you know, it's interesting because we talked about the third song, Le Pont Noir, which um, I said, this feels like a standard issue. Like, hey, let's change things up. I compared it to sliding the record into neutral. I wonder what happens flow-wise if you put Le Pont Noir, second half of the record, not the last song, um, 
but move we are not alone into that third position. So you yeah. inject a little energy into the front end of the record. Um, use that to kind of like pull the record up a little bit. And I mean, maybe you close with wrong way street, which again, neither of us is plus like neither of us is impressed with that song at all, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those like, Oh, closing on a closing on a low note. All right. Well, whatever. But, um, it's still like, I think there's a way to rearrange this record to, to infuse a little bit of energy and kind of go the opposite way. They went with La Pont Noir into Nile song instead having, we are not alone. The faster song then go into that, which I, I think you're, that, that's actually a really good point. I think that actually like changes the entire dynamic of the record. Yeah. And then which, maybe you close with Jack Luminous. And I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, uh, I, I think that would probably be a more interesting decision, right? You know, yeah. you stick Lapont Noir, maybe like, I mean, we, we are universally saying get rid of time warp, but, um, yeah. you know, maybe you stick Lapont Noir after lost machine cut time warp and close with Jack luminous. That still means, and you cut wrong way street and you'd still have a record that's like 44 minutes long. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, um, does, doesn't need to be 55 minutes. Oof, what does? Um, <laughs> all right. Let's see this. Um, so we're getting to the ratings. Let's, l- l- well, let's do this factors. first. Before we do that, what is What's the track? That? What is the track we're going to add on our playlist? I oh, think, God. I think it's, tough. it's I think it's either Lost Machine or Fix My Heart. <sighs> I think it's Lost Machine. Okay. I, I also think maybe we just put one song from this record. Yeah. Okay. Jack Luminous. You're right. I agree with you. <laughs> that's that's the, the song that breaks the playlist and podcast. <laughs> Show's over. Right. Um, yeah. All right. They uh, thought it was a good idea to talk about Voivod and then the podcast uh, ended all yeah. of a sudden. I don't all know of a sudden, happened. all of a sudden there's a uh, uh, find the f- longest song podcast and then the no song is short enough podcast. Um, <laughs> does this record, is it too long? Does it drag? We might have yeah, different drags. opinions here. You do think it drags. Where yeah, does it I drag mean, the most for you? I think... I mean, Time Warp is where I just start feeling like, like, what do they have to offer? And then Jack Luminous, they offer me something. But in reality... No, I really feel that way. You feel that way. Okay. I really, truly do. I mean, I know well, that you... you, you okay, that you, no, you feel that way. You you appreciate the listening experience and you think it's a track. We're going to we're gonna do a live listen of Jack Luminous and you're going to have to highlight <laughs> what you actually think is good because there is butt rock all over it. I think we are going to be listening to the Stained record soon. So um, maybe maybe some Seven Mary 3. Sick. Uh, Let's so, get anyways, into it. Um, yeah. I think it is too long. What I was going to say is I think it drags... Um, at that Lapont Noir because Moonbeam Rider doesn't do much for me and that's a hard spot that's the second song and I think it drags until you hit Lost Machine and, and Lost Machines as we're choosing it as the track off this record but Lost Machine doesn't bring up the energy enough still and and right. then you hit then you hit Time War which I think is actually just a not good song and I'm searching um album flow does it feel disjointed or slapped together at all i mean we basically just like reorganized the entire record before so yeah i mean i feel like it could have been like there's nothing here that so i don't think it feels disjointed. Feels super it doesn't feel disjointed but it doesn't feel super intentional either like like i, I well feel like said. yeah so i don't know i 
uh, no, C, I, I think C, that's exactly C right. minus for like for track listing. Yeah, because I think we just pulled it apart a little bit on on uh, <laughs> non professional uh, energy and and both were like, oh yeah, that would be better. Okay, um, yeah. Quality of the songs and the lyrics. Um, do you remember a single lyric off this record? I mean, no, but like, but yeah. I, I, I feel like I don't know that I would on any of their records, really. Um, yeah, I, I, I know that their lyrics are like I've, I, I have read their lyrics, and they're interesting because they it does set them apart. Even if we're talking about like classic era, you know, like like mid to late eighties. It's, yeah. it's, it's, they're talking about things or singing about things that other metal bands are not right. I mean, like they're, they're kind of firmly in this like weird sci-fi space that a lot of metal bands at the time were not, which is cool. And they, they kind of keep that theme here. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just a matter of whether that's interesting to you or not. I'm into that stuff. Um, and I think that, um, you find that on some of the songs, Moonbeam Rider is a great example lyrically of where they're kind of hitting on some of the sci-fi. I feel like Fix My Heart is the hit off this record a little bit. And that is purely a like, why don't we leave this old town? And like, uh, can you please fix my heart? I'm feeling like a ghost. I'm falling all apart. I don't want to go home. Uh, tell me now what is seen from my hand. I know what it's true. Nothing's really new. Not bad lyrics, but pretty pretty rote. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so uh, again, a, a little bit where I think it might have been a little more pedestrian than some of their prior material, which I think was a little more out there and more notable. So it's not it's not uh, it's not a detractor, but perhaps the worst thing we can say is that it's neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Um, timelessness. Does this strictly exist in a time and a place? Does it? Does its influence impact or spread much further? Uh, no, and yes, it is. It, well, yes and no. It strictly exists in a time and place. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think if any band said, "Hey, we're influenced by Voivod," people are like, "Oh, sick!" And they're like, "No, no, the 1993 album, <laughs> The Outer Limits." I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't see that happening very often. Agreed. Agreed, a hundred percent. And the presentation and artwork—we already talked about the artwork. I yeah, think it, it sucks. It's—I uh, mean, listen, it's actually fine, all things considered. But like when you look at other Voivod albums, the other Voivod albums have so much personality that this one doesn't. Yep. Uh, it's, even it's even just in the text, look at literally every single other Voivod record. Look at how the band name's written, and tell me that this isn't the worst. And you're just lying. Yeah to yourself and the world around you. How <laughs> dare you? Um, We're going to have some Voivod super fans that I'm are really so angry about this. I, I hope so, but I, I don't think they will be. I think there might be some who are like, no, yo, you need to listen to Phobos. That shit's... <laughs> but I, I bet... Oh my God. We really need to listen to the um, Voivod Chronic album, which is remixes and... Uh, oh boy. Oh boy. Do you see the cover art? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyways, uh, th- just go look at that yourself. I mean, just folks. dude. I mean, the that cover is 
terrible, but even just like Phobos and Negatron, like those album covers are like it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, dude. I think Negatron's all right. I, I don't want to lie. Uh, it, of those three, Negatron's the best. I mean, just the text though, like the yeah. the, the ant looks like it's dancing. You know, it's cool. It's, <laughs> Maybe it's smiling. Vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this an ants movie tie-in? Like yeah. that uh, entombed Wolverine record, Wolverine Blues. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, so. Um, Pete, based on a one to five star rating system, what are you rating Voivod The Outer Limits? I'm going to get harsher than I've been, I think. I'm going to give it a two. Because I think there are elements there that are, are worthwhile and interesting, but ultimately it kind of fails. So I'm not going to go one, one, I think one for me is something that truly there's like no redeeming factors there for me Mm -hmm. here. There's like, there is enough that like I might come back for another listen, particularly, I mean, Voivod are a band that I'd love, I, I, yeah, I'd love to deep dive like all of their shit at a certain point. I think they're a great band for that. Really? Like I honestly, I think that there's elements even in the records that follow this one that would be like, Oh, like I think, I think that Negatron is a response to this record. Right. You know, and you can kind of feel that when you look at it. Um, so yeah, it's a two, a one and a half. I'm giving it a one and a half. Um, we, we differ in our rating a little bit because I look at a one out of five and say, it's like a 20%. Oh, fair. You know what I mean? It's, it's still not, I'm not giving it a zero or a 5%. I'm giving it a 20%. And this one, I'm giving it a 30% because, um, that there are a few moments where you can see an idea where they go, what if thrash metal, prog metal, were able to evolve and bring in elements of alternative rock? Um, we're also missing, this is alternative rock, but you could very, 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 very easily slap a hard rock sticker on this and go, done because mm-hmm. this is hard rock yeah you're not wrong i know and that scares me because it's not <laughs> right. um there there are elements where you go okay this is kind of interesting and in in the same way as like to be honest how different is this from what metallica tried to do a couple years later yeah, i, think, I mean to be different. to be grossly honest i think metallica succeeded much better than Voivod did here. Um, and that's not, are you, you talking know, about load, Bob? I'm talking about load, bro. Jesus. Do you think load is a worse record than this? I don't think I've it never, is. I've never listened to that record. You have definitely heard, uh, here's your crown King. Nothing. I have, but I've never listened to the album. <laughs> um, okay. You, you is, would know. Is there a Jack luminous on that album? <laughs> um, I think there might be. Uh, maybe the opener <laughs> ain't my bitch. Um, oh, oh, well, there is the house that Jack built, um, which is six minutes and 38 seconds. So you know good, the song Until It movie. Sleeps, King Nothing, Hero of the Day. Um, I believe those are the three hit singles. Uh, oh, my God. Should we do Load, Bob? Put it on the list. <laughs> um, Pete, will you be adding Voivod, The Outer Limits, to your collection? 
Uh, you know what? Stop. I'm a completist. Stop. Get the hell out of here. You're I'm not a completist, it. Bob. All right. We're going and, on Discogs uh, literally right now, and you're buying this record. <laughs> I'm going to buy it, and you can just you'll pay me back with with dinner. Let's see. I'll I'll buy I'll pay the I'll pay twenty dollars for this record, but no more. Okay. I want to own. Um, okay, the CD you can get for that. Oh, let's see. There's a vinyl version, like reissue of this album, where the album art is in color. And I can't tell if it makes it better or worse. Um, oh, I've seen that. I think yeah. I think it looks better. Yeah, I think it does too. So this might be the only final version. I think you're going to have to pay significantly more than twenty dollars to get it. Unfortunately, so all it's right, so I'm not buying escape it. Escape your grip for a while. Uh, I'm not adding it to my collection, but I do. When I think about it, I'd like to get a nice copy of uh, Killing Technology. And to be honest, I'm curious, like, did Angel Rat ever come out on vinyl? I bet not originally. It did, actually. I mean, did my, my friend Derek, this is just like... Oh, it did come it, out on vinyl. It's, You're it's, right. It's sign of the times. This is... My friend Derek lent me the record on vinyl, and I borrowed it for like five months and then gave it back to him, um, which now I know it's like a $100 record. Dude, I don't think it's, it's like it. a $250 record, original so, pressing. Yeah. So, yeah, this this is a uh, no-joke record. So shout out to Voivod, a great band, and uh, proof that even great bands um, don't bat 100. It happens. So uh, everybody, thank you. Uh, follow us at... TraxPod. On Instagram, on Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter, yes. And email us. Trackspod at gmail.com. Tell us he, why we're wrong about the outer limits. And if you are part of the Jack Luminous fan club, uh, please email us for free stickers. <laughs> We've got them. Jack Luminous fans? Anybody? Anybody? Bye.